What's going on, ladies and gents, and welcome to episode 44 of the Feel for Football podcast. I'm your host, Sanchez Bailey, and today we do have a guest. Um, I'm always uh, paying attention to where the listeners are based, and I, and I have noticed an increase in the, the US following. So I feel like I'm wanting to return the love and speak to someone who's playing in the States. It's been a while since I've done that. And if you've been following through the episodes, you know I have a great affinity for the States. So this is a bit of a, a connecting um, episode for me. Um, but I'm, spe- I'm, ta- I'm taking it to the USL now. So we've, we've spoken to someone from the USL before. We've spoken to Matthew Watson, who actually has retired um, as of this season. That's just gone or kind of in transition. Um, if I haven't uh, given my props to him, I want to give it now and, and just give him a shout out. But now I'm speaking to, to the younger generation now in terms of someone who's in the game and in a few years in the game. He was also a man from the UK um, and one of my friends that actually connected me with him. So I want to give a, um, a shout out to Farid. I'm speaking to a midfielder who has been in the state for some time now in his second season, if, if I'm correct, in the professional game. Yep. Correct. I'm speaking to Arthur Rogers. How are you doing, my man? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for yes. having me. Um, and I'm you're really playing in the, the, um, the USL and you're playing for Hartford Athletic. Yeah, Hartford Athletic in Connecticut, the US. Connecticut. Now, if I'm honest with you, regional-wise, is Connecticut by Boston? Yes, yes. It's near Boston, close to New York, kind of the New England area. Would you consider yourself an East Coast man at the moment? I mean, at the moment, yeah. Um, I was actually in Texas before this for a few years, so very different parts of the country. So I'm all over the place, I guess. So as I've been doing my research on you, and as I said, like, because... Your friend of Farid, who I know, and I've, I've kind of seen when he's been kind of like posting you, etc. So I've been seeing you, you have been in the States for some time and you mentioned Texas. Are you talking about college football or even before then you was in, in the States? Uh, yeah, so I, I originally was um, playing college football slash soccer, whatever the people want to call it. Um, and I was in Texas, yes. I spent three years there. And then I was fortunate enough to transition into the professional game um, and, and got signed here in Hartford. And I've been here since. So it's fantastic. Nice, nice, nice. Um, like for me, my personal like, love for the States is probably New York slash Miami. Have you kind of like developed your love for a certain area yet? So Texas is actually my favourite. Right. Um, that's kind of the place where I would, I would potentially see like a future for myself. Nice. Um, but but those two places, New York, Miami, are unbelievable. Um, where other places, Tampa, amazing. To be honest, there hasn't been many places I've been in the US where I'm, I didn't like. The people right. are always so friendly and, and there's so much to do. Everything is just bigger here compared to home. So, yeah, it's a great country. Lovely. And it sounds like you're not planning to come back. So, uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully we can get a glimpse of you in, in, in the UK game at some point. But, you know, props to you and, you know, doing what you're doing um, in the States. Have they given you a nickname over there? Because, um, you know, I don't know, Arthur Rogers, like, is, is, there, a, is there a nickname they called you? Well, be, so it's kind of, it's kind of a, a running joke um, because, because of, you know, how we speak. So uh, if I was to say my name quickly, I say Arthur. Yes. And, and and so all the boys, the coaches, even the fans, they they love it because we don't pronounce our th as well. Yes. So that's that's kind of, that's kind of like not a nickname, but kind of a jokey name that we have. It's Arthur. They say it real quick and okay. in their accent, hilarious. Nice, nice, nice. Well, uh, I mean, I'm excited just hearing how it's almost like yes, you're 
you're playing the game, but your quality of life is shot up as well. So I'm happy for you in regards to that. And um, last episode, I'll just kind of give you a bit of a synopsis. Like we was, I was speaking about, you know, kind of being in the zone, etc. And, you know, I referenced Harry Kane being someone who, you know, he, he's someone that you could continuously say that he's in the zone because he's such a, a mean goal scorer. We know what happened last season in terms of him wanting to say that he's left. And I don't know, I haven't followed Tottenham this weekend. Um, I'm guessing you're a Chelsea boy, by the way. Oh, United, okay, okay. I don't know if you're allowed to say that. But Tottenham has have won, actually, and he hasn't scored again. And so, um, not that that's a big deal, because in football, sometimes you don't score. But it's, it's come... It's either you could say coincidental, or maybe it could be where his mind frame is at in terms of being someone who wanted to be away from the club. Um, and sometimes... I don't know if you've been in this situation or even known someone in a similar situation where they wanted to leave and their countenance has changed. Um, could you speak to maybe that from either a personal or outside perspective or maybe even just being a pro, knowing that realism of you wanting to leave and not being able to leave and how that affects you? Yeah, it's a, that's a, a very, um, not unique because it does happen, but very rare, I'd say. Yes. A player is playing regularly but wants to leave the club that he's at. I mean, he's openly said it, that he wanted to leave. So it's very it's very rare, I would say. Um, but I, I believe that, especially someone at his level, um, you know, that you don't reach that level of the game without being an exceptional player, an exceptional ability-wise, exceptional mentality. Um, I don't think that this would be able to affect him. I, I personally would say this, it just is a coincidence. And, and obviously, I mean, it's going to have some impact, but... He's got so many people around him that must that must be able to help him kind of keep in in doing everything that he's doing right, and he he obviously understands as well that he can't afford to just not score or, or not play well. Even though he want and he is such a big player in the game, he still needs to perform because at the end of the day, if he wants to move, teams have to want him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And that's another thing that I actually mentioned because you know. Yes, maybe there could be a form of motivation that dips, but it's important to even still keep certain aspects of your game um, intact because you want to still make sure you get a move and still keep your value and still keep your form. And, you know, um, there were three things that I, I did mention last week, and I'll just mention one of them is in body language, you know. Body language is a, is a very telling thing and can almost dictate how you even perform or even a certain few moments and phases in the game. But... Um, Let's just even kind of cast away the want-away mentality and, and how that can affect someone. It's more about when things don't actually go your way, you know, when you're playing the game and, you know, um, we just literally looked and saw that he hasn't scored and you're a midfielder and you've got a few goals to your name throughout your career, which I, I've, I've researched. And, you know, when certain things don't go your way, um, how much of a challenge is it to keep doing the same things over and over again with no results? Um, could you even speak to that? Because um, I know you 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 like to get a goal in. <laughs> no, de definitely, I, I think that's that's kind of one of the 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 tougher parts of the game. I, I would speak more to in terms of. I'm a big believer of you have to control the controllables. Yes. So, for example, if if I give someone a great pass and and they don't score, it's okay because I did I did that pass right, and next one he'll score. And eventually it will show. 
Mm. And I believe that even though things might not be going right at this minute, as long as you're doing the right things in the game, outside of the game, at home, things will begin to turn in the way that they should. Mm-hmm. But it's just you have to keep kind of, I would say it's discipline. Um, and for me, for me, I like I like routine a lot. So as long as I, I keep in my routine doing the things right, the things that need to go well and right for me will. That's what I believe. I don't know if you've done this in pur- on purpose. I'm sure, sure you haven't because you don't know what I'm going to ask. But like you mentioned the routine. And I think a routine is so important to help you get into the zone. The zone is almost like if I was to pull it in layman's terms for maybe some of the younger listeners, it's almost getting in your rhythm and getting in your comfort zone, so to speak, of playing, of you being at a point where there's minimal thought, but there's maximum flow. What is your routine, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, You're smiling, maybe you don't want to share it, it's a secret. maybe won't work for you and what works for you maybe won't work for me and I believe that you have to find what is your optimal routine or or kind of game plan I would call it before as you go into a game mm-hmm. um, for me it, it comes down to even the food that I'm eating the amount of water I'm drinking the, the amount of electrolytes the the supplements that I'm taking on the day and, and if I don't take them I can still play and I'll, I'll probably be fine but there's that little bit of in my head of like oh, I didn't do that today I didn't I didn't get that in I, I needed that even though I and it, it as simple things as for me when I'm when I'm getting prepared for the game I have to put my right foot in my shorts first okay I have to I have to put my right sock on first yes uh, and and obviously if, if you're looking at it from an outside perspective of maybe someone who's never played the game or been involved in this type of sport or like competition they may think that sounds really silly <laughs> uh, and I would understand them completely for saying that but psychologically I feel so much more comfortable knowing that I've done that mm-hmm. and then equally for me like I said everyone's different I'm not the type of person where I want to go into the game where I'm just riled up to a point of like I'm gonna run through a wall yeah. when I when I've gotten because I've gotten in that state before you know when 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 I was a bit younger and, and we had like a like a fight like a playoff game and I was like I'm gonna get so up for this game you know I'm, I'm gonna I was just so up for it but then when I got on the pitch, I was so ready and eager to go. I wasn't able to play the game that I like to play where I'm on the mm-hmm. ball and I'm, I'm composed and in control because I was just so amped up. Yeah. So I found that getting in like a cool state of I'm ready to go, but I'm also cool, calm and collected. That's what works best for me. And I, and I really believe that everyone has to find what is their optimal state that they need to get in to perform to their best. Absolutely. And I'm loving the, the lingo that you're using. So optimal being something where you're at a sweet spot, essentially. Whereas, you know, you mentioned that when you was a bit too riled up, you was a little bit maybe, we call it arousal in the psych world, but over aroused, over over um, keen, maybe to, to play the game. Now, you know, some players may use music, some players may use um, visual stimuli, some players may even um, like to not even think of the game at all and, and maybe speak and talk to others. Leading up to a game, What's that like for you? So we now know what you're doing when you're in the change room and getting yourself on that pitch. But what's it like before that even leads you to that point of um, getting on the pitch? So, the, so I'm a big believer in the visualisation side of things. Nice. Um, 
Um, I, the night before the game, every night I go to bed, uh, I'll sit there and I'll visualize the games, a moment happening or the way I'm going to do something or the way I'm going to receive a ball or the way I'm going to shoot a ball, little things like that. I picture it before I go to bed. And, and I believe that's so important. I do that again the day of the game when I shower. I'm in the shower and I spend like five minutes or so just kind of enjoying the heat of the water, but then also just visualizing. Uh, that's just something that I do. Um, and, then, and then again, what you said about the music. Um, I think that's a very big, big role player in, in the preparation because for me, the music kind of amps my level. It sets okay. my level of kind of how fired up I am. So, so that's kind of that game, which I spoke about the playoff game. When I was too amped up, I was listening to just music where we was just like, yeah, let's go. This is right, it. Right. We're going to war, essentially, you know, yeah. and it, it riled me up too much. Um, so now I'm at like a cool, like I said, 70 percent of like mm -hmm. I'm in the zone, but I'm, I'm cool, calm and collected. And I think the music definitely plays a part in that. Love that. Fun question. What kind of music was it that got you over riled? And what's the music <laughs> that gets you cool and calm now? I mean, I've listened to like even if it's not music, but it's like kind of like a, a motivational speech. For example, yes. before a game, and like I'm not very one to be like I have to listen to this. I'm I'm kind of going with what's good at the time, you know, like the new Drake album that came out. Meek Mill dropped an album yesterday. I'd yeah. listen to that, and it's as long as it's not anything that's like crazy, I'll I'll be good with it. Okay, okay. I was waiting to hear an artist's name, so I'm glad you talked <laughs> to you in the end there. And so let's let's kind of home in in that zone that you're talking about. Can you think back to a game that you may have played when you felt like you was at that, that peak of your zone and maybe at your best? Um, when it was and maybe how that game looked like for you? Uh, yeah, so um, this year there was, there was a game. Mm -hmm. um, so actually, we went on the road Excuse me. to uh, the defending champions of the USL. Uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies. They're, they're a renowned, great team in this league. They have some really good players. Um, they've only dropped a fair few amount of games this season. And actually, uh, a couple of days before the game, my coach called me in and, and he said to me, because I obviously play in the midfield, like you stated, we actually have, we're going to try something this weekend. We believe it could be very um, beneficial for us. And you're going to play left back. And obviously, that's what it was. A, it was like a kind of a, a real surprise. Um, I'm not left footed one, <laughs> and obviously, it's a it's a it's a different position. Um, they have a they have very they play with wing backs, so and we knew that um, some good players, very attacking players. So obviously, I had to mentally get prepared for that. Yeah. Um, and it was like I said, I did my normal stuff where I'm like visualizing, and it was the day before the game because they have the wing back system. I knew that there was, if the guy had stepped to me, there was no wing back behind him or full back behind him, right? And so I went and spoke with, with my, my winger because I, I visualized this, that I believe that as he came to me, I would be able to come inside on my right and pass him the ball, which, and he's obviously the winger, he's going to go and score goals, assists, yeah. et cetera. And that's why I, I visualized it literally as I'm in bed. And then in the game, the what, 30th minute or so, I, get past the ball from one of our midfielders. I touch inside and I play it to him on the wide space. He crosses the ball and we score. And we end up winning one to zero. And I think for me, and then obviously 
on top of that, we're playing against the defending champions away from home defensively. We had to be to get a clean sheet there is is really, really like unheard of at this point. Okay, okay. And that kind of it was just very zoned in. And I believe that it wasn't just me that played a role in this. It was the whole team were very zoned into that game and kind of in the optimal flow. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was it was real. You could really feel feel it before the game that this was something was special was going to happen. Love that. And credit to you on that game. And there's so much that you even said there, even just the small part of one to zero. That's how we know that you're now Americanized <laughs> rather than saying one nil. But um, on a serious note, though, you mentioned when you visualized a little bit earlier that you visualized smaller incidents of the game. You know, we're not trying to visualize a whole 90 minutes to complex our no. mind. It's small incidents that you know that are repetitive in a game and almost unique to your playing style that you yep. will execute. And I'm glad that you made mention of that because, yes, it's good me saying it and mentioning it in episodes, but it's great when a player has mentioned that in themselves and, and has now given us an example of how that was effective for you. So mm -hmm. um, thank you for passing on that message as well. Um, <laughs> no worries. But you, you speak as if someone's, in, someone's been helping you. Either you study some stuff in college or maybe you have a psychologist or so experienced in sports psychology. What is it? Because you speak very well and, and very knowledgeable about the, the area of the game. I mean, I think that's one of the benefits, I would say, of the, of the, the college football system that they have over here. Because you, you spend four years, essentially, you're getting your degree, but you're also playing full-time football. And obviously around that, you meet so many different professors and doctors and, and really smart people that you can kind of take little bits and pieces from. Right. And then the more that you want to kind of learn, the more you listen. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. And, and so you take a little bit here, a little bit there, and you try and apply it to yourself. You, you just, because of that, I believe I, I, was, I was fortunate enough to kind of learn a lot about what, what really drives me and, and pushes me to, to perform at my best. Got you. Love that. And um, do you have one at the club? Is there like base psychologists at the clubs or that you're playing at? We, that's, so we don't actually have a, a base psychologist here. Mm -hmm. that's, one of, that's probably the only role that we don't have here. But for example, um, God, I can't forget. I forgot his name, which is really bad. Um, but we spoke with an a unbelievable guy. He, he's actually the sports psychologist of um, AFC Wimbledon in England. And so he came and spoke to all of us a few weeks ago or about a month or so ago now. And he was brilliant. Um, he, he spoke about a lot of stuff and, and kind of little bits and pieces that we could implement into what we're doing. Um, but I mean, I believe that obviously everyone, there's more like certified people than others. But if you kind of just talk with even my teammates, you know, they, they can help out with little things that you need to kind of perform to your best. So you can take advice from anyone, I believe. Absolutely, I, I definitely agree, and um, and love the fact that you have had that exposure because I think every player needs to um, be conscious of the mental side and work on it, develop it as almost as effective as, as if you're training a bicep, you know, and trying to get in shape. It's, it's something that takes continuous work. So um, I'm I'm glad that you um are able to recognise that, and also that it doesn't always need to come from someone specific even if that's at the detriment of my role, there's always athletes out there um, in that case. And so there's, there's something that I always like to, to get an idea of, like behind the scenes access. That's, that's something that I love. I love watching a documentary which gives you yeah. insight to what you never usually see. Now, 
imagine we got a documentary from you or we got like an interesting um, behind the scenes experience from you in, in your, your time in the States. What would that look like? Maybe you played against an I a rival or an idol that became a rival or conversation someone said to you on the pitch where maybe you got the better of them in a the, in the game eventually. Could you give us maybe one of those kind of interesting stories that you could probably never tell in a, in a post-match interview <laughs> that happened? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that, those sort of things, that, as I've um, transitioned into, into the, the professional game from, from college, Definitely that happens a lot more. There's a lot more talking. I would imagine it's because we have maybe bigger egos. You know, everyone's very self-assured. They all believe in ourselves. We all believe in ourselves, sorry. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a lot of talking. Mid-game, you, you know, you're, you're running next to someone and, and you're talking to them, but you're, you're running. You know, you're really running as hard as you can, but you're still talking. Um, it does happen a lot. And because of that, you get a few more harder tackles. You know, you maybe clip someone a little bit, maybe tread on a toe here and there, you know, yeah. little things like that. It, it does make, it does play a role definitely in the professional game. Nice. Is there one that stands out or a scenario? Um, I don't know if I, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. There's one that definitely <laughs> stands out. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to say it. It, it wasn't me. It was a teammate. Okay. So I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not okay, going to okay, speak okay. on their behalf. <laughs> All right, cool. Fair enough. Well, that's interesting. I, listen, if I ever have you on here again, I'll definitely be expecting one of those um, scenarios. Well, but you're if, approaching... if I come back, I'll bring him on with me, at least for a little cameo appearance to tell that'd the story. Be, that'd be actually <laughs> funny. Um, you're approaching the end of the season now. How How is your mind um, towards that? I spoke to a player in the UK following um, the end of their season. And this was what? This was the COVID season last season, right? Yeah. 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 So this is when it finished a little bit later. I spoke to them and they said that when they are in playoff mode, because that's when they were in yeah. the championship, um, they turn into a beast. Where Where is your mindset um, at this stage of the time and, you know, uh, heading towards the end of the season? Yeah, where, where's your mind at? Where's your, where's, um, the, where's your team in terms of their I mean, mind shape? I, I, again, I would say, obviously, it's everyone's individual. And so for me, at the beginning of the season, I broke... We have a 32-game season. Yes. Um, so I broke the games down into sets of eight. So four sets of eight. So we're now in that final stretch. And not that nothing has changed because obviously we understand that the, the kind of magnitude of the games become a bit more important, even though they're not actually more important, they become more important because it's, it's time to even make playoffs, not make the playoffs, etc. Um, I like to kind of keep, I have my goals that I set, I have my targets and, and I have that eight game stretch to kind of hit those or, or reach those. And, and that's what works for me. You know, I don't like to get too high, too low. Like I said, this, you have to keep that steady, steady kind of, controlling what you're doing mm -hmm. okay so i love that and you're saying things that i would do with either a team or a player in terms of breaking things down into progressive steps and maybe using small uh let's just say landmarks to commend yep. a, an end of a period and also a reflection period as well so yep. crazy that that's something that you just naturally developed but okay so what is that end of that last set of eight look like for you now are, are you trying to um get more achievements or like what, what does that even look like for you if you look at the last eight of your season? Uh, i mean obviously obviously the the ultimate goal 
I've ever finished to win games. Yes. At, at the end of the, get, the day, re, regardless of individual kind of accolades, winning the games is all that matters. So um, I won't pretend we had a disturbance. Um, someone knocked on the door, so I'm back in. But um, let's kind of just start fresh, essentially. So, you know, we know that um, we're heading towards the, t the last, the tail end of the season. You said that you divide your season into eight games um, or eight blocks, yeah. should I say, and I commend that. I think that gives you a sense of um, realism. It doesn't overwhelm you with certain targets that you have because you're working yeah. at a small step. Yeah. And that can build confidence because you're achieving constantly if you set your targets right, yeah. you know. Um, so towards the end of this season now, yes, you even mentioned that you, you have certain assists and certain targets that you want to achieve. Um, how does that still look towards the end of the season? Is it the same as what it was maybe to the first block or has that changed a little bit? Has it become a bit more intensified? Um, well, so I did say it previously, but the obviously the ultimate goal is to win games. Yes. So that that's 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 the most the number one priority, regardless of accolades. Winning the games is all that matters. Um, and then with obviously you have your own kind of goals and and kind of like I said accolades you want to hit in those in those stretch of games. And I would say they definitely do change because obviously throughout the season you're kind of understanding. What is my role in this team? You know, everyone has a role to play, you know, whether you're the you're the main man, you know, you're the goal and assist contributor or whether you're the guy who's breaking up play yeah. or whether you're the guy who's feeding the guy who scores an assist. You know, there's everyone has a role to play in that in, the, in this in this kind of team effort. You could even be a guy that's, that's only coming off the bench for the last 25 minutes of games and, and you want to be the best impact sub you can be for the next eight games, you know, so as we've reached this final stage of the season, I believe that kind of everyone started to kind of, or should be kind of understanding their roles within the team. Mm -hmm. And from that, you can kind of base off your targets and objectives. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure, sure. And so I, I like the fact that you kind of almost condensed those goals. Um, what's, the, what's the biggest goal? What's the overall goal for you career-wise if you was to kind of make that in one bold statement? I actually, we kind of, me and my best friends, we kind of spoke about this this previous off season, but it's, it's to maximize this, this, this opportunity that I have, you know, it's, it's, I'm very, very fortunate to be able to do this. You know, there's yeah. millions and millions of people that dream of having this job to play football for a living. And I don't ever want to kind of just sit back and, and coast I want to I want to maximize as much as I can, whether whether it be I don't go any further or not, or whether I go miles further, as long as I know that I gave everything I could to kind of reach that when I am done, eventually, I will be able to look back and kind of be proud and happy of what I've achieved. Sure, sure. And, you know, I don't like speaking loosely, but I can only say you maintain the mental side and complement that with the physical you, you're going to do exactly that, you know, because um, you, 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 your mind is very impressive. And I didn't know this before speaking to you. So this is even more impressive, you know, I, I just, I just speak and, and almost not assume, but there has to be a physical or psychological consideration for every footballer, whether it's massive or low. And, and I've been very impressed by the way that you speak, but also what you're saying and, and how you're approaching the game. And that's, yeah, like not many players see it that way. 
um, even some are at the highest level. And so what you have is very valuable and you complement that with the physical side. I'm sure you'll go and maximize um, the opportunity and, the, and the, the blessing that you have um, in the way that you would like. So I'm looking forward to, to following and for those listening and just hearing how, how wise you speak and how um, self-aware you are as well. Also realistic. I hope that they're able to follow you and see your progress too. Thank you very much, Sanchez. I really, really appreciate your time, man. It was it was great speaking with you today. Sure, man. Um, yeah, we'll stay in touch, I'm sure. Um, and I am a frequent visitor of the States, albeit it's been two years now because of COVID, thanks to them. But um, I'll be over that side of the world very soon, God willing, and I'll definitely come and say hi and try and get some uh, Connecticut love. For sure. Oh, I love that. Well, listen, take care. Um, I, I, as I said, I always don't like to take too much of your time, so I'll leave you to enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon. Yeah. What's the plans for the rest of the day? Um, we're actually going to have a little barbecue. Um, oh, nice. So a few of the guys on the team, um, yeah, we'll have a little barbecue, so that'll be nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a nice little um, vibe with the team, so um, enjoy yeah. that. And yeah, I'll, I'll leave you to it, my man. Thank you very Arthur much. Arthur Rogers, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. Take care, my man.